What's up and welcome to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. What's up? Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast. I am so happy that you're here. I am. I really am. Uh, and here's the thing. This episode, I think it's I think it's a really good one, but I think it's something that I would say that all of us definitely have a weird relationship with. So I have Mer- that's what I'll call it. I have Meredith Feynman on today, and she is the author of Brag Better. Brag is a word that has had a negative connotation, I feel, for basically all of our lives. We are told as kids that we don't be a bragger, don't brag about all the things that you do, don't be a one-upper, all these things, which I, I guess you really you shouldn't be a one-upper still, but <laughs> um, but bragging about yourself. So Meredith has kind of really, really devoted her life to saying like, actually, yes. It's okay to brag about yourself. It's okay to talk about yourself. It's okay to be proud of yourself. And it's okay to talk about the things that you are proud of. And so she really helps people develop confidence to promote themselves. uh, And her goal is to help people overcome the stigma that's surrounded by being proud of yourself and to open yourself up to being confident and brag about your work uh, and the things that you've done. And we do. We shy away from it so much, you guys. We really, really do. Um, and and it's it's important, actually. It is. It's really important to talk about the things that you have done. And there's a strategic way in which we can brag about the things that we have done uh, that can help us actually propel ourselves forward in business, in the things that we want to do and accomplish, um, and at work, and things like that. So I think that's really a big reason why this episode is so important. Um, Also, you know, I talk about it a lot on the pod about how essentially you, we don't realize how often there are people around us, sometimes that we spend a lot of time with, who are actually the missing link that to the next version of ourselves or the next best thing or the next thing we're trying to accomplish, right? But the thing is that we, we just... We don't really put it together because we don't talk out loud about the things that we want to do and the things that we have done. And unless you talk about what you've done, how can someone be like, oh, light bulb. Oh, actually, like you would be a great fit for this one thing or that other thing. Uh, and these connections are made when we're willing to, to talk about ourselves. And it's okay. It's okay to talk about yourself in a positive way it's okay to brag about yourself. So hopefully this episode is going to give you kind of a new way to think about bragging, to hopefully not think about bragging in a negative connotation and give you the courage and the confidence to speak up, to raise your hand and to talk about how freaking great you are. How about that? How about that? Um, I think that sounds good. Okay, let's, let's do it. Let's get in. Let's get into it. All right. All right, you guys. Welcome back. I have Meredith Feynman on the pod today, and I am I'm really hyped for this episode. I'm super excited. Um, really, what you kind of specialize in specifically is something that I actually personally care a lot about too. So because you're an expert about 
what we're going to get into today. Um, I'm just even more excited to have you on the pod. So first of all, thank you so much for being here. Uh, and you are the author of Brag Better, and that's going to be like kind of the basis for a lot of our conversation today. So thanks for being on today, Meredith. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be so, here. Yes. So you wrote this book in 2020 is when it came out. Uh, and so the book is really centered all around bragging about yourself and being proud of yourself. Um, so for the listeners who maybe haven't heard of it or haven't read the book yet, can you give us a brief kind of synopsis of what the book is all about? Absolutely. So yes, I wrote Brag Better, Master the Art of Fearless Self-Promotion, which is available wherever you get books, um, and including your local library, and there's an audio book. Um, I have spent the past 11 years building a framework for being your own publicist and sharing your work strategically and cohesively with the people that matter so that you get what you want professionally. Whether that means being on a stage, whether that means being able to raise your hand in a meeting, um, it, it really varies. But the core of my work is you are in control of the narrative of your career, and so you need to tell it to people. I couch it in a word, brag, uh, that is not necessarily pleasant, but it's effective. Uh, and I define bragging as stating facts about your work strategically and cohesively to advance your career. This work comes from my running a PR firm for a decade, realizing that what works is individual storytelling, um, raising my own profile as a speaker and a writer and entrepreneur, but also really realizing being in and around the media uh, as a freelance writer of 17 years, as someone who also has a background in marketing and advertising, um, that we reward the wrong voices in the way that imposter syndrome uh, only happens to people who are good at their jobs and happens to the wrong people. The same thing happens for people talking positively about their work and sharing it with others. Uh, it happens to be very difficult for people that are qualified. My audience is called the qualified quiet, people that have done the work but don't know how to talk about it. And for some reason, it's just not as hard for people who haven't done that hard work. Uh, they have no problem being louder. So um, I've built this framework. I've written this book. I lead trainings and boot camps and speeches all around these themes. Um, but the core of it is that your work, no matter at what level, it's irrespective of gender and irrespective of level of seniority, is worth sharing and has to be shared so that people can reward you. I love it. I love it. I love it. I could not love it more. I think it's so wildly important. And I I mean, everything you just said, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I feel like we all do that. We shy away from like talking about the things that we've accomplished or the things that we've done. So I want to pinpoint when you said strategically brag. So there's a right way to brag and maybe a way that's not as you know, conducive to your own success. Uh, so I don't want to say wrong way to do it, but uh, so so what do you mean? Can you elaborate a little bit more on like what you mean by strategically bragging? Yeah, so there isn't a wrong way to do it. There's an ineffective way to do it. Um, so what I care about is that you're sharing your work, those facts strategically and cohesively to the people that need to hear them in order to get you to the next level, whether that is an internship or whether that is a corporate board seat. So there's so much noise everywhere, online, offline, in the media. I'm never suggesting that people add to that noise. 
I want noise with a purpose. I want you to channel stories you tell and pitch about yourself and your work to the people in charge of moving you forward. So whether that is who's in charge of giving you a raise and how are you going to make sure that you are channeling um, those narratives about your work and your successes that you are in control of uh, because they wouldn't know and nobody knows what you've done until you tell them. Or maybe, you know, I get asked a lot about social media and then I have to ask people, well, is that where your audience is? Are those the people in charge of giving you uh, a promotion? Are those the people in charge of reading, you know, if you want to build a large following? When I talk about helping people find visibility and voice in PR, you're often doing that in a situation where um, you want outward, truly outward reinforcement, whether that's from press or media or television or speeches. But that's not really what I mean here. It's about the small shares in places where they matter so that people get to know you. You know, if you want to be known more publicly, then sure, social media can be a great tool. It is a fun tool. Um, I like Instagram because it's where I can tell jokes and share memes. And I like fashion and I'm involved a lot in sustainable fashion by way of secondhand and resale and vintage. Um, and so that's a place where I can share and express myself. But you got to be careful because it can be a tremendous time suck that like, what are you trying to do here? What are your goals? Anytime I work with a client, whether I'm doing a one-on-one bootcamp or in a group, it's about reverse engineering what you want out of quote unquote visibility. And visibility can also mean simply someone listening to your ideas or just feeling recognized by um, your boss or a colleague. So being very clear about what you want out of it uh, is is really important because noise for noise's sake is is just a waste of time and energy. Um, and a lot of people will come to me being like, "Oh, well, what do I do about social media?" I'm like, "Well, if you if you want to to be recognized internally, that won't matter at all, and you're just going to waste a ton of time." So it's about being um, strategic and methodical about it. Uh, what breaks through with a message. And this message in this case is the story you're telling around how solid and good your work is, uh, is how often you're saying it and how, when you say it, how similar does it sound? So that's that repetition and consistency are really what breaks through for a message. Sometimes I feel crazy because I can't believe that people don't know that I've written Brag Better, or I've created this framework or that I lead boot camps or that I speak publicly because I feel like that's all I talk about. Um, but attention spans are quite short. Two years into this pandemic, you know, which will likely, you know, have a really long tail in terms of affecting our lives. Uh, people don't know and have to be told over and over again what you do. You have to be consistent and you have to say it over and over and over and over again, whatever the message is that you're trying to share. I could not agree more with that. Is there a way to like kind of, do you encourage people to document kind of the things that they are proud of along the way? Because I think a lot of times when you get into the room and you have these discussions with people, let's say your superiors or you want to raise or you want, you know, to achieve something. I think a lot of times, I mean, I struggle with this. I, I tend to forget the things that I've done myself. And then I forget. So I can't effectively, I feel like brag on myself because I forget what some of my accolades and accomplishments are. Yes, absolutely. So I will eventually create a brag book. 
just sort of like, I mean, I, I've always wanted to create a notebook, so I'll just like put that out, out, out there. Um, but yes, it is much easier to do this in real time than it is to backtrack because you're going to forget things and they might be really important things that just, you know, we have a recency bias, which means we remember things that just happened most recently. So uh, let's talk about how to do that. So bragging like gratitude, like meditation, I mean, it's not a wellness practice, but it is a practice. It is something that you have to practice, then you get better at. So I would take five to 10 minutes every week and write down five to 10 wins. They can be very small. The book uh, is also full of dozens of interviews with different perspectives and gender identity and race and, and levels of seniority. And Kimberly Drew, who's in the book, talks about having soft goals, uh, which are just small things that still make her feel accomplished. So they don't have to be the sexiest thing, the biggest award ever. Um, it can just be something that you did that felt good and made you feel useful and successful. Um, and that can sometimes be personal too, not as not just professional. So once a week, get in the habit of doing that. Every quarter, you want to take a look at your bio or your social media, just do a quick sweep and make sure everything's in there. Um, but really creating that practice is what's important. And you can do it in a running iPhone note, a running Google document. And it's much easier, especially if you're coming up on an annual review or a salary negotiation to have all of that already there. So it's, it's much, much easier to do it in real time. And be sure to ask people you work with or people you know um, what you've done that they think is impressive because it's very easy to underplay things we're good at. So I might have done something that I thought was just like, oh yeah, just another X, Y, Z. And I, I ask someone or I ask a friend or someone in my network and, and they highlight it as an actual, you know, win and something to brag about because it's not that easy necessarily to do. It just feels like it might not be brag worthy to me because it comes easily to me. Um, so definitely start that practice. It's, you know, five, 10 minutes a week. If you even want to do it daily, you don't have to, but it could just be like one thing that you are proud of from that day um, that will definitely serve you long term. I love that. I, I call my mom usually. I'm like, mom, what have I done? <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember. Like anytime I'm like, you know, revamping my resume or whatever it is, I always have to do that. I'll call my mom. But it's interesting to also ask coworkers and friends like, you know, what have I done or what did you, you know, find impressive? Because I think that is true. A lot of times there's those things that just come really naturally or really easily to you. And then, you know, you, you wouldn't think to write that down, but it doesn't come to you easy to everyone. Um, so, I feel like a lot of people face, you know, what is, what are the, one of the biggest challenges that people face when it comes to gaining confidence to brag about themselves? Yeah. So I'm very careful about the word confidence um, and that it's deeply subjective and you have to figure out what that means to you. I believe though that empowerment and confidence come from a set of activities and not my ever telling someone how to feel. I was, I'm very keen that in my boot camps and in my book and in any of the speeches I give are highly tactical um, because these things, bragging, talking about your work, figuring out a narrative are super gray area, quote unquote, soft skills. So mm -hmm. it's like, okay, what are the set of activities that are going to make me feel better? I mean, starting is always the hardest part of any new skill. And this is a skill. It's a skill you can learn. It's not something you're supposed to know how to do. I go into that um, in, in lots of different places where I talk about why you shouldn't really know how to do these things. 
Um, and anyone that, that seems like they're doing it naturally, that you admire, that's doing it well, has practiced that a lot. I'm not talking about the people you see that are just out there that haven't done the work. Um, but for the people that have, that's a highly calculated, practiced effort. You know, just just getting in the habit of sharing your wins and sharing your work. And sometimes you're just saying it to yourself. Sometimes you're saying it to your pet. Sometimes you're saying it to a friend. Uh, I don't need you to... Uh, do this in a major, major way, however you define right. that immediately. It's about just getting in the habit. It's a habit. It's something you practice. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people get really tripped up on nailing it the first time. You're going to do some of this wrong. You're going to, or rather not wrong. You're going to do it ineffectively or, you know, it'll just not hit as well as you want it to. And people often ask me about that. And I say, you know, you're always welcome to blame things on me. I won't know. Um, but you're also welcome to and just say, I'm, I'm working on this thing. It's really important for my professional development and, and what I care about. I don't think that went that well. Are you open to me trying it again? And I, it would, it would be hard for someone to not say yes to that. So it's okay if you mess some of it up. I have, everyone has, but that you say so. You say, I was trying a thing, didn't go well. I want to make sure that I'm sharing my work. Um, and, and so can I give it another shot? So, so none of it is, you know, there's a saying in, in, in and around PR, it's PR, not the ER, like as long as you're not really hurting anyone, which you're not, um, it's, it's okay and figure outable. I like that. It's okay. And it's figure outable. I think that's, yeah, it's, it's something that has to be practiced over time. And I love that, yeah, why not say, hey, this is something I'm trying out. Do you mind if I run that back again? Um, so do you, do you believe then in the mantra, fake it till you make it? Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I don't know if it's faking it as much as just like willing it to be true. I mean, I'm not talking about like, you know, making things up here, but to some degree, especially when you're trying something new, um, you have to you know, if you're not, this is true of bragging. Also, if you, it's going to be very hard for someone to tout your work. If you can't tout it yourself, you know, you want other people to get on board with you. And if they see you're waffling on it, they're going to feel that anxiety and waffle too, and shut down and not know what to do. So that's one, one arena. And then also, you know, it's less of the like fake it till you make it and more that just like everything's made up. Like, Nobody, I mean, it's, you learn this the older and older you get, like, and the further along and more life experience you have, just like nobody knows what they're doing. And some people are more confident in that moment and what they're doing, but you got to at least hype yourself so that other people can. So certainly, you know, fake it till you make it is, is something that's important, but more sort of like, you got to believe in it because it's going to be very, very difficult. And I, I talk about that in, in, in terms of bragging too. Like, yeah, the stuff is hard and uncomfortable, but at least just like, you can feel that way, but just like, just try to not communicate that. Um, and people won't know. So, so yes. Yeah. Keep, and that's like manifestation one-on-one too, is just showing up as if, as if it already is, you know, that's for anyone out there who's, you know, into manifestation, that's kind of, the way to do it. Just continue to, you know, start to show up in your life as if the thing that you want is already materialized and already happened. I don't know. So you were talking also about, I'm interested in uh, imposter syndrome and how people who've earned the right to 
brag about themselves are the ones who typically suffer the most from imposter syndrome. And I find that A, to be very accurate. And uh, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, so um, I was speaking to a lovely group last night. So I don't speak for free, but if you are a teacher teaching my book in a class, please do ping me and I'm happy to pop in and answer some questions with your students. Um, I was doing that last night with a group that was reading my book and someone was asking about imposter syndrome and like, how do I get past that? I have yet to meet anyone who's interesting or successful or worth like talking to that doesn't or hasn't encountered imposter syndrome. Like there's nobody who's successful who, who I like and who I'd want to be around and talk to that like has not experienced that. I think it's like part of a certain level of cognition and, and human interaction and thinking, you know, what I told that young person last night was that, um, imposter syndrome feels bad, but it is a signaler that you are a self-aware, thoughtful, considerate person. Um, and it is, it means that you think in a, in a way that is interesting and critical, uh, but you can't, you know, let that stop you, which is a lot easier said than done. But it's actually a signaler that you're on the right track. Nobody who's bad at their job is worried that they're bad at their job, really. Um, so it is actually, a, if you're having those thoughts and feelings, it's a signaler that you are doing, that you are good and that you are uh, on the right track and that you are good at your job because it's just not going to happen for someone who is bad and at it and is worrying about it. And like, oh, you just might not know. Like, you'll know. <laughs> You will know if you're bad at your job or you don't deserve to be there or other things that you're telling yourself, but they are, they are a signaler of, of strong critical thinking skills, but also, you know, things that are anxiety provoking, and this is true of bragging. And I talk about how it's related to imposter syndrome and that, you know, if you're afraid that you're going to brag too much, like it's going to be almost impossible for you to do that. What separates someone who's good at strategic self-promotion from someone who just talks without thinking and, and, you know, either steamrolls people or isn't a collaborative thinker is that they're not worried about that or how they're coming off. So again, it's going to stop you from doing it. It's that level of critical thinking and self-awareness. Um, but Things that are anxiety provoking, like bragging, like imposter syndrome, are very isolating and feel like you're the only one. But um, there's nobody who's interesting and thoughtful who hasn't had some of these thoughts and feelings. Um, and I think we're starting to talk about it more. Yeah. But things that make you anxious, inherently anxiety makes you feel alone. Um, and so uh, whether that's getting colleagues and allies and friends um, to say things back to you or remind you, um, you know, those are, those are important things to do too. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I do, I don't know if this helps anyone else out there, but whenever I feel like I'm suffering from imposter syndrome, I kind of have conversations with myself and I qualify myself. So I'll work backwards and I'll say like, okay, like actually you do deserve to be here because you've achieved X, Y, Z. And I just like try to run through in my mind, all the things that I've done that make me belong where I am. Because, you know, something that I, I say quite often too, is like, if you're in the room, it's because you're supposed to be in the room. So stop doubting that you're, that you're supposed to be in the room. If you're there, it's because you're supposed to be there. And you know, this, this might not be a popular opinion. I mean, you didn't, yes, you didn't trip and fall onto a panel. You didn't trip and fall into winning an award. You didn't like trip and fall into getting this promotion. You didn't trip and fall into getting this book deal X and Y and Z. 
But let's say, which is not true, that you did. Well, now that you have that opportunity, you better take advantage of it. Like, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, well, I don't deserve to be here. It's like, okay, well, somehow you snuck in. So I would run with it if I were you. Um, you know, even though that's not what's happening, it's like, okay, there are lots of people who frankly don't deserve certain opportunities, but get them anyway. And they don't have the imposter syndrome. Right. Um, and then they run with them. So, uh, that's also something that I would do. Yeah. You got to rise, rise to the occasion, <laughs> figure it out one way or the other. And, and, and like you said, everything is figure out a bull and you know, it's, somebody's going to figure it out. So it might as well be you. Right. And I think that that's also a big thing in, in the confidence. And I think you mentioned it a little bit. We touched on it earlier, but you know, if you're not willing to believe in yourself, then how can you ever expect anybody else to believe in you? So you have to be, we all have to be willing to stand in our own corner, fight our own fight because you know, you you gotta, you gotta get into the ring. And that's where the fake it to make it really comes in as well. Like you, you just at least, um, pretend like there's lots of scripts in the yeah. book or in other places and, and, um, you know, at least pretend well, like it's, it's, it's a much harder battle to feel it. And that might take a really long time, but I'm here to arm you with the vocabulary to at least pretend like you don't feel that way. You just have to be convincing in the acting of it, uh, at least first. Right. And to go back to just the art of bragging, if that feels icky for you or it feels strange for you, anybody who's listening, uh, I think there's a balance. You can strike this balance, right? So let's say it's new for you to do that. And like you said, you're practicing it. So maybe you do, you know, you, you brag about yourself, something you've accomplished and you put it out there and then you get a response from that person. And then you remember the important thing, which is to then ask them about their life and, you know, maybe perhaps compliment the person around you. Like, I think the, the negative connotation that comes with bragging is that you're, you know, self-centered, that you're um, conceited, all of these things. But if you can strike a balance and make sure that you're still caring about the other humans who are in the room and about their lives and not just talking to hear yourself talk and like talk about all the great things you've done. Uh, I think that, that, that you can find a nice harmony. Well, with and also something that's very clear that I always like wait too long to bring up is bragging better is a team sport. If you're someone who knows how to do these things or has learned to do these things, or if you're a white man or someone that people by default listen to, uh, it's part of your job to pass the mic, share the mic, and use that level of influence to elevate other people's voices, to help them brag, to brag on their behalf, to ask them how you can help promote their voice and their work. That's a huge part of this. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't be where I am, and neither would anyone or who's, you know, people who are certainly far, far more successful than I am would be anywhere. You can't do it by yourself. So, this is a set of skills that also you have to pay forward. And it's free and easy to say that someone had a good idea in a meeting. It's free and easy for me to, if I can't do a speech, to give a couple ideas to the conference organizers because that are that are diverse and different and people who wouldn't necessarily have those opportunities that I would. Uh, that's part of my job. They're not going to do the work to do that kind of research. Um, and then I'm able to give someone else the gift of visibility or an opportunity. So, you know, if you're listening to this and this isn't hard for you, that's, that's also great. Um, it's hard for a lot of people. So then it's part of your job to help. 
And at, at the core of my work is really to have more thoughtful, inclusive, diverse, knowledgeable voices that we listen to and hear in positions of power, whether that be in the work world, the media world. Um, but that's something that's just really important. And we listen to loud. And so I'm telling you how to break through and get some strategic volume in there. Uh, and as much as I'd like to say we can get those loud people to be quiet, that's not the case. Uh, so if you are someone that people listen to, you got to help promote other people's voices. And it, it's most selfish, just makes you look really charitable and good. So there's no reason not to do it because it's also free and takes five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Free to make someone else feel great and takes, yeah, five minutes or even five seconds, you know? So beyond all of this work that you kind of really dedicated yourself to helping people brag better, which is the title of your book, once again, you are a leadership coach and you do professional development and you're a speaker and you also have a brag better boot camp uh, that's going to be launching soon. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So my core venture for a long time, I ran my company as a PR shop and then I only had individual clients. Um, and then in 2021, I launched the Brag Better Bootcamp, which is four weeks long. It's half self-guided and half interactive, which means Monday is video module drops and worksheets. Fridays are live Q&A. I call them jam sessions. Uh, and I do two versions. One's a quarter. It's open to whomever. Uh, I don't know exactly when this podcast is coming out, but the next cohort for Q2 opens April 15th on tax day. Uh, but then I do custom ones for companies uh, where I pull together a group between 15 and 75 folks in an organization uh, to work on these themes and ideas. Oftentimes it's, you know, emerging leaders in finance and technology, particularly women in more male dominated spheres. Um, but I work with men as well. Uh, and so what I really wanted was to move this into and move my work into a group setting um, because it would allow me to work with more people, but also everyone who's in these cohorts, uh, you know, there's one that uh, is going on now, which is the, the February 1st one. Everyone's so thoughtful and interesting and you make friends and people end up doing business together. Uh, and that's when it gets really fun because also, as I said, things that are difficult and scary and anxiety provoking often feel very isolating and everyone has these issues. So while it's easy for me to say that, you can't see that until you're in a Zoom room with 15 other people who have the exact same issues and none of them are actually at your company or or do the work that you do. So you know that it's pretty universal. And that that is something I think is really, really empowering. Um, so, so that is what I spend um, the bulk of my time doing. And then I do speaking and then some one-on-one -on -one, you know, hours and coaching here and there. Um, and then, and then figuring out what the, what the follow-up to brag better will be, uh, in addition to, you know, still shilling this book. Yeah. And you also write in a bunch of col columns as well. So you have columns that in Cosmo, Forbes, Time, like all types of places. I mean, like, what are you not doing, girl? <laughs> what am I not doing? Uh, leaving the house, I guess, but, uh, that's what we're all not doing. Um, but no, I mean, it's, it's uh, a lot of people ask me about this path and it seems like it's a straight shot, but I've again, just figured it all out. Uh, and it's not that it's all made up. I mean, I created this framework, but I did make it up. So, um, you know, it's, 
and uh, something that I saw a need for and and um, I'm excited to to help people with it. So hopefully even if you just listen to this um, and don't buy the book or don't sign up for a boot camp that that you know you're not alone in, in those feelings of this stuff being scary and hard. Um, but it's learnable and it it's I've taught it to thousands of people at this point. Wow. Yeah. Brag about yourself. I love it. What is one piece of advice that you would give your younger self, your former younger self? It's interesting. I'm tempted to go into like money shamey things, like don't buy expensive handbags, but like that's buy expensive handbags. You want to buy expensive handbags. I guess be careful. Be careful who you ask advice from. Um, I think in the past it's very, and I say this to people too, like when you look for mentors or look for people to give you advice, be sure you're thinking about how you view them. And if you're putting them on a pedestal and if you're giving their advice too much weight, you know, I fought really, really, really hard for my concepts and work to come into being. I mean, so many people told me the word brag was just a bad idea or, you know, it wasn't going to happen. Sometimes I still get that. I'm like, yeah, you haven't read the book. That's the whole point. But I also think I let myself be swayed by people who I thought had all the answers. And, and I let, you have to be careful that the people you ask advice from um, are people who it's just advice and it's their point of view, but that you don't have them on a pedestal and, and really um, take it to heart too, too intensely. I love that answer. I so that's the question I and I ask every single interview. Uh, but sometimes I feel like recently I've heard a lot of like the similar similar answers. But I really really do enjoy that answer a lot because uh, I think especially the point about putting people on a pedestal because sometimes it's like you just want to impress this one person so much they might give you advice that they think maybe might be the best thing, but it actually isn't the best thing for you, but you're like, oh, well, so-and-so says it, so it must be true. Like, mm, no, not necessarily. Got to get I've really. That, I've been like very devastated and it sort of knocked me off my center. And then I had to like, think about, you have to be very careful who you ask advice from. Also, if you're vulnerable or it's something you really care about. Um, because the things that people have said to me about my work, about the use of the word brag, about the things I was trying to do are like wild. Um, wild as in like, you can't do this, or maybe you should just get married instead, or um, like just insane things. So um, yeah, you gotta you gotta guard guard yourself sometimes with that. Well, thank you so much for this, this interview. Uh, I will be bragging about myself more. Um, because you have given me the permission to do so uh, and talk about all the great things that that I've accomplished and also celebrate those around me and give them space to to celebrate all the things that they've accomplished too. So I absolutely love what you're doing. I think it's wildly important work and I, I love it. I love everything about it. So I thank you so much for being on thank today and spreading you. the message. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm available everywhere on the internet, MeredithFeynman.com. I don't use Twitter right now because it makes me sad. So you can find me on Instagram. Um, And yeah, I want to hear, you know, send me a brag. Yes, yes, yes. Y-E-S. That is what I'm talking about. We have got to master this art, right, of positive self-talk so that we can really, really, truly become our own hype person. You got to be your own hype man. Like that is what it's about. How can you expect other people to believe in you if you're not willing to believe in yourself? So the first step in other people believing in you is to believe in yourself. 
And if you believe in yourself, then you're a little less scared to talk about the things that you've done, right? Doesn't that make sense? I think it makes sense. So I hope this episode gave you permission to speak highly of yourself and to not feel negatively about the moments when you do speak highly about yourself because you deserve to. And you never know when you talking about the things that you've accomplished is the missing thing to open up the door that's been closed. So continue to raise your hand, continue to speak up, to continue to talk about all the things that you have done. Brag on you. Hype yourself up, you guys. That's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Grab Meredith's book, Brag Better. Follow her on Instagram, all of the stuff, all of the things. And while you're at it, go ahead and give us a follow at Very Best Self. Give me a follow at Victoria Brown. Make sure you're subscribed to the pod. Hugely important. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, Five stars and a review, blah, blah, blah. You know the drill. Thanks for being a part of the BB Squad. Love you, mean it, and I will see you next time.